You're listening to Your Marriage Aways, the wedding planning podcast. to another episode of Your Marriage Awaits, the wedding planning podcast. Today we are on part two of our hair and makeup episode with the lovely Amy Ryan from Ryan Beauty Co. She's a hair and makeup artist but also an educator in the wedding space and she has incredible information and stories to share with us. If you haven't listened to part one yet, go back and listen to that episode with Amy and then enjoy this episode because it's going to make much more sense as we are starting right where we left off in our last episode where we were talking about wedding timelines and allowing enough time in the morning for your hair and makeup artists to work their magic. Enjoy. Someone could turn up with super unprepped hair and I can go into that in a minute. Um, and that has just added an hour to your morning and then everybody's stressed out. So it's really important to, um, yeah, yeah. Ask, ask, yeah, just ask for that (laughs) timeline from them. And if they're a professional, they will give it to you. That's right. So, So, yeah, yes, no, they hundred percent have to, they have to, I mean, I used to be sort of pretty easy going with it. I was happy to work in with, but when I say work in, I, I still expect that morning segment photographer's perspective you don't need me there the whole time I can come at the end of you getting the last little things done and we can fake it I'm sorry to lie to you but all of those photos you've seen they're lies we're pretending (laughs) there's no product on that brush they're just memories they're just memories you know like it doesn't matter and to be honest if you got up especially this is one of the this is probably more industry related but um when a photographer arrives in the morning it gets real sorry um but it does. And so all of a sudden, everyone's sort of level of nervousness goes up uh, because they it's know it's starting. <laughs> you know, this is the next big thing that's happening. And so when a photographer comes in and they hone in on you doing like that perfect liner and you're actually doing that liner, it is kind of a little bit of extra pressure there. So it is quite nice to have it done. And then you can just. That wasn't real. I'm so sorry. Yeah, most yeah. of them, most of them are, but yeah, a lot of the time, because <laughs> you don't need me to be there yeah. for two hours while you're getting everything done. Like that's that's a lot of extra time. <laughs> yeah, you touched yeah. a little bit on here. I think it's a good segue. We can move into uh, when you talk to. I'm beautiful, <laughs> clean, <laughs> clean, 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 and I'll tell you why. Because when your hair back in the day when we used to go to our hairdresser to get our hair done. Nothing against hairdressers. I love hairdressers. I've worked with them for many, for decades. Um, But back then the styles were very heavily pinned. We didn't have a lot of product uh, options. Um, Very tight. Um, They would say, have dirty hair, come in so so your curls hold. Because if you had super, super clean hair, it wouldn't hold a curl. So that is something I just need to like blow out of the water. That's not a thing anymore, guys. Like you, we have like an abundance of hair product on the market to grit your hair up. I would rather have you have nice clean hair and then I get to dirty it up the way I need it done because quite often as well we don't want greasy ends or or gritty ends. We need gritty roots, you know, to give you the volume or so we can be precise about it. So when we say prepped hair, 
this I am speaking from my own opinion, sure. from my yes, the way I do things. Um, so there'll be people that do things differently. Uh, but I asked for a double shampoo, and a double shampoo is uh, you wash your hair like you normally do, the same way you normally do, and then you go back in with the same amount of hair, well, hopefully less because you shouldn't be using lots of shampoo, and you go back in for a second shampoo, and you really focus around the hairline, you focus on the crown of the head, under the neckline, around the back of your head, around the back of your ears. I want that hair to be feel squeaky clean. And then depending on your hair type, because we would have talked about it um, prior, you will be allowed to use about this much. If no one can see, it's like a millimetre. A little of, pinch. <laughs> of conditioner. <laughs> you can use a tiny little conditioner on your ends just to smooth the cuticle. Um, uh, don't not use it completely. It's not necessary unless, of course, we've talked about it prior. But, yeah, conditioner can just create too much slip. Another tip is please don't treatment your hair the week of the wedding. Um, the exception to this might be if you've had like a keratin blowout. No, I'm like every time you add something, I'm like, oh, we could talk about that. Oh, we could talk about that. What, yeah, yeah. what do you think is the most helpful thing for people when they're thinking about their wedding hairstyle? What do I want? How do I how do I decide? What would be your tips here up, here down? People that have curly hair, people that have naturally straight hair, should we go with something we know? Should we try something new? Well, we're all influenced by people around us and what we look at, right? So, you know, your friend may have had her hair down in a certain way, but your hair just doesn't do down. Do you know what I mean? So don't try not to look around at the people that you've just been to weddings, you know, like don't look at what they had. You probably need to have a really good look at or the questions to ask yourself are how do I feel most beautiful with my hair? Do I, am I a hair down sort of person? Am I, do I like it off my face because it's annoying? Do I want to cover my forehead a little bit because I don't like that part of my head so I like to have it, you know, sweeping across my face? Um, there will be some exceptions to that because if on the day, you need again, have a really open mind because on the day it could be, let's pray, it is not a, a hurricane, but say it's super, super windy and you've got little bits of hair in your face and you're going to have an outside wedding. These are some key like warning signs. Um, we might need to secure those bits in to your hairstyle a little bit. So you've just got to have an open mind with that. Um in terms of looking for inspiration, going back to what we were saying with makeup, it's the same thing. I need you to go and find at least five hairstyles. They can be the same hairstyle or slightly different. It needs to be on different people, so not the same model in a different angle. Um, similar hair type, uh, color to you. Um, skin type should be similar because that's really nice. It's when you see a textured blonde updo, for instance, you um and you've got brunette hair dark brown hair you're not going to see the texture like you will in the picture that you're showing me with the blonde hair uh so that is a key find if you want a textured updo then you're looking for a textured updo with someone with the same hair color as you and then i would also think about your dress style so you've going to have to think okay i've got a strapless dress or i'm going to have shoulders in my dress or i've got long sleeves on my dress um you may or may not have considered what veil and i've just um, um this week actually tomorrow we're launching um a whole episode on veil trend so you can listen into podcasts to hear a um, great conversation about veils because that's something that you may or may, may not have chosen yet or are, are still undecided so once you know what veil you're having because that then 
also alters what sort of style you're having in your hair and how long you want yes, to yes. et cetera. So, yeah, there's lots of uh, – I hope that didn't complicate it. I wanted to simplify it, but the key is looking for inspiration, that same hair colour as you, uh, maybe even the same hair length, but that I can elaborate on because when it comes to your hair length and, say, some of the popular styles have been – the Hollywood glam wave, or sorry, the Hollywood wave or the glam wave. So they're two different things. Um, and pretty much 99.9% .9 of them have all got extension rows put in. So they're either they're permanent extensions or clip-in extensions. So if you are looking at a down glam wave style, be prepared that you are going to have to have clip-in extensions. Um, I hire my ex extensions out so the bride doesn't have to buy them because quite cool. often they're not going to have that style yeah. ever again. Yeah. So they just have it. They do a, I've got a rental service. Um, and yeah, or you can purchase them and I can help you choose the right ones. But yeah, be prepared that if you want to have a hair down style with lots of curls, even if you're, you're, you say, oh, my hair curls really well, um, it's on the exception. And I just had a recent bride who has the exceptional hair. When I was looking for inspo and I was, I was seeing all those beautiful ways, I was like, oh my gosh, my hair would never do that. My hair is dead straight down to my bum. There is absolutely no way it will hold a curl. You could put one curl and go do another one. It's already dropped. Like it doesn't matter how much product you put in there. Too much weight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Too much yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if you know that you want that, talk to your hairstyles, they'll tell you, okay, we've got to, we could get there by doing this, this, and this, are you willing to move forward with that? Yes, great, go for it. So mm. I knew I had to have an updo yeah. as well because I hate when the wind blows and I've got little hairs tickling me. So <laughs> I can tell by your very well-swept-up bun today. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so it is, um, there's, you know, the other thing with extensions is it provides a structure for the hair, so it helps those curls stay in not only longer but just keeps the style intact. Um long um, set waves like Hollywood or Glam, they they do, they do better inside. Um, if you had a windy day outside, you'd probably be a bit disappointed if it started to get all, you know, messed up in the wind. Uh, but you can do a soft romantic wave. You can do other types of curls, beachy curls. You can do lots of different types. Um, there, was an era, there was a time where boho, curl, boho styles were really popular. Some people still like that style. Um, I don't do much of it anymore, but in saying that, um, it can make fine hair look really full. And so you can use just partial extensions to create a little bit of length if you need to put the hair up. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you, I mean, you bring yeah. up a good point about thinking about where you're getting married. If you're getting married on, you know, a beautiful hilltop, <laughs> there's going to be wind. We're in Auckland. Hello. Or the beach. Yeah, or the beach, the beach. Or anywhere where you are not really protected from the wind, your hair is going to take the brunt of that and it's not going to look the same at the start mm -hmm. and the middle and the end of the day. So sometimes we see, um, I sometimes have uh, couples who will change their hairstyle midway through. Mm -hmm. um, I had a bride that just chucked it in a really slick back pony. It looked fantastic because she just had the curls still kind of in there, but that was so much more her for the dancing. Great idea. And I have that as an offer in my um, services. So I have a second look or a touch-up service. So if you are heading off to the beach after your first look or, um, or you're having your portraits down there, which is more common, um, 
and then you're heading back to reception and you just look like a blustery mess, um, I can come in and tidy that all up for you. Um, and of course, the bridal party, if that needs to happen as well. So that's um, a service that I offer. And then if you want a second look, we that's usually tied in with a second dress, but some people just want to, you know, their hair to be out there, like you say, out their face or a bit tidied up. So that can be a second look as well. Um, and then as long as we've got somewhere to do that. So the bridals, there's not many bridal suites attached to a lot of the venues here. Um, when you look abroad and you see these big, beautiful castles and stuff, they've got these little bridal suites you can nip off to. So if you're in a hotel, cool, we'll go back to the room. If you are um, in a restaurant style venue, uh, they just probably need to offer you some space to do that. Otherwise, we probably have to go back to your prep location. Because you need space and power and, you know, like Correct. to get it all There's done. A... Yeah. And probably yeah, good lighting yeah. so you can see what the heck you're doing. You don't do that in the candlelit reception for sure. No, that's right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the questions we had on Instagram was asking about how common is it for uh, brides to pay for their wedding party to have hair and makeup done? I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> I just, I have no idea. Um, I get paid by the bride. Sure. So I don't, yeah, I, I, I would have no idea. I would like to think that um, everyone was open to anything, you know, like if I was a bridesma bridesmaid for someone, I'd be more than happy to pay for my own hair and makeup if it meant that it was going to look good and feel good. The other, that brings me to another thing though. Um, Fussy uh, bridesmaids uh, or fussy mums, don't stress about it. Tell them to book in and have a preview of their own yeah. so they can come on their own. We can talk about their hair for the day. It's a separate cost and they can just be done and dusted. And we, I turn up and do exactly what they want. So you can just, you know, remove that from your worry. Tell them if they are concerned about how it's going to look or they're just worried about it. Yeah, that's fantastic. I wouldn't have thought, okay, yeah, duh, that's an option. Like, that's great that that's mm. something that they can do, especially if you yeah. are, like, yeah, fussy. or <laughs> Yeah, fantastic. Um, going back to the cost, I think it is pretty um, – people traditionally would say, look, I'm, I'll buy the dress, I'll buy the shoes. But I think when it comes to hair and makeup, it can be kind of – different because it depends on the cost and who you're choosing and so just talk to your um wedding party and say hey look what do you feel comfortable paying mm -hmm. towards and if it's nothing then it's nothing and if it's lots then it's lots like that's a really personal question um mm. that really comes down to you and your budget uh and yeah how how yeah. your wedding party are uh because you obviously don't want to open the uh, can of worms and get them going somewhere else that completely doesn't match aesthetically. Yeah. So um, it would be better to, for them to come to the same artist, yeah. Um, in terms of budgeting, um, and I, I know that in our pre-notes, I think we mentioned, um, we talked about this, but um, like with any wedding budget, there is no rule. So your budget is your budget. It is not uh, anyone else's budget. It doesn't matter what your friends spent. It doesn't matter what your parents spent when they were you know, 20, um, because that's changed so much. And you put values on your own thing. So my advice is to, when you're writing your wedding your wedding plan, is to write down all of the, you know, you can get like a guide from somewhere. And then you're just going to allocate like your top 10 things. And then you're going to cut that in half. And so you're going to have your top five things of value. So that has to work across your partner as well. So it might have to be top 10. It could be five each or something like that. And then you spend the bulk of your budget in those areas and then everything else can just sort of happen as it comes. In terms of, you know, those top 
um, segments, you also need to consider whether those people are individuals or whether they have teams or whether they, you know, quite often it's venue, photographer, um, um, sorry, hair and makeup, um, what's another word? Entertainment. Um, yeah, just from a bride's perspective, it's probably how she's going to look, where she's getting married, who's going to take a photo. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're the top major ones. Uh, oh, dress, dress, of course, as well. So that dress budget is, is, a, is sometimes a big one. So, yeah, I would just work out your top five um, for each of you and then spend most of your budget there. And in terms of that, uh, there is no average for a hair and makeup artist. Uh, in the last 10 years, it's been more wedding centric, you know, like we've got a lot more bridal focused artists, which is fantastic because we're all different and we all do different things. Um, so I would just look at not their price, but what they offer you, what uh, experience they offer you, how much information they offer you. Yeah. Absolutely. I think with any wedding vendors nowadays, it's really about that value and the experience that they're bringing to your day. If you know that you could trust that person fully, why would you not pay that price? You're paying for their years and years and years of experience and knowing they're going to get that job done beautifully. So, yeah, it can tip both ways. You're buying confidence. Yes, yeah. Mm. It can tip both ways, you know. Someone could be cheap and they could be amazing. Someone could be expensive mm. and they could be awful. But you've chosen that person based on the work that you've seen, that uh, preview that you've had with them. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Don't be swayed. I think budget is such a huge thing, and especially when it comes to hair and makeup, because people don't really know what it is, and they compare it to maybe just like makeup for an event that only has to last for three hours, actually, when <laughs> what you're doing is applying something that's going to freaking stay on your face. You know, makeup and hair to withstand weather and stuff, you know, within reason, because we are not magicians. We are not creating helmets. It's not something you can take on and off. You've got to consider the elements. It may change. We know in New Zealand we've had so much rain that, um, you know, the entire year was rain. We had 10 months of rain and wind. And so that was unfortunate. But um, it, it could happen. And don't be, don't stress about it. I, I wouldn't say focus heavily on the fact it could rain. Yeah. Every time I talk to my couples, they'll tell me the vision for the day. And I go, awesome. What's your backup? I have made it a real point to be access as accessible as possible for brides because I feel like there's a lot of gatekeeping and there's a lot of like unknown when it comes to booking somebody and sometimes you just need to phone them. Um, obviously different generations appreciate different you know ways of um, connecting with people so some are happy to just send a DM which I'm happy to receive. Um, like I absolutely hate it when someone says no DMs on their social media. It's just like, what, what's the point of you having your social media? Um, <laughs> and then also uh, making myself available for a discovery call. So a discovery call is when a bride just wants to ask me some questions. So they might just want to see my face, see I'm a real person. They might just want to see what my how I talk or how, what my vibe's like. Um, they're getting this from this podcast, but they might want to ask me something a bit more specific. So they can book through my website. They can book um, a time that I have special times available for um, chats. So that's the first touch point for some people. Other people are usually straight into the inquiry form and will send um, 
an inquiry straight through just so that they can check availability. So date availability yeah. is the main main thing that everybody wants to know. And then yes. they'll go away and figure out exactly which package. And then you get the brides that have just done all their research and they're ready to go and they just want to lock me in like immediately. Honestly, my favourite wedding warnings are the ones where you arrive to quite a warm upbeat ambience you know and that includes having some beautiful music on um don't have no music <laughs> i literally it's have so a little, awkward when you walk in it's like i have Hi. a little speaker in my bag and sometimes if there's no music i'll just have to bang on my own music because uh it it just it just creates a nice vibe if you've got some music. Obviously, we don't want anything too stressful. Um, the other little thing that I love turning up to on a morning is um, nibbles <laughs> because <clears throat> everyone in the room is getting hangry. Even if they've said they've had breakfast, they're still hungry. So have nibbles for everybody. Make sure they're really good, um, you know, nourishing nibbles. Make sure that they are mouth-sized nice little mouth-sized morsels that you can just throw in your mouth. Um, I know that straws are not available so much anymore, but some straws to drink your little drinks through once you've had your makeup done. Yeah. My last thing is, this is kind of like a tip, but uh, they're often, brides often want to go last and it's not ideal. So just, you really do need to go second to last because I, that's my sweet spot anyway, second to last. You can go third to last if you want, but sometimes you end up with too much time. So you don't want to have heaps of time waiting to be ready uh, to, for the wedding and you don't want to have too little time. So the sweet spot's like second to last, you know, put a bridesmaid in after you so that and make sure all the people that you need for various jobs or duties are done earlier, uh, including mums that like to run around and do things for people. Um, they tend to want to be done earlier because they just want to get them out of the way. They, they don't want the focus to be on them well, sometimes. Um, but yeah, well, just just making sure you're not going last. <laughs> yes, I know. And there's, oh, I feel like with everything in the makeup world, like there's all these myths, right? And one of the myths is you have to go last so your makeup lasts. It's like no, <laughs> you're, you're hiring a professional. That extra hour and a half is not going to make a difference. You shared a little bit about um, some of your icks, but maybe we could share your top five tips so uh i may have mentioned these before but top tips for um you know for a wedding day hair or makeup so having at least five hairstyle inspirations um and with makeup that could be five to ten uh they don't have to be different styles or they need to be same color and you know uh, same skin tone <clears throat> try to bring your veil or hair accessories um earrings and necklace along to your bridal preview because that all is part of the upper area style. <clears throat> mm -hmm. uh, wear white to your preview or a similar color to your dress. So uh, if it can have the same neckline, that would be amazing because then if you're having a hair down style, we can see sort of what that looks like with that outfit. If you come wearing a patterned jumper or something tight necked and your dresses have got a big v-neck in the front it's very hard to visualize for you to visualize what that's going to look like um and yeah so bring something white and having a rainy day plan we talked about um that doesn't mean just the wedding that means having a rainy day plan for where you get ready so that might mean <clears throat> when you thought you were going to walk down the driveway to the car you might need the car to come up the driveway or you when the car drops you off 
at reception at the reception or ceremony area that you get dropped off into an, a covered or closed in area that so considering things like that um, and get your bridesmaid, bridesmaids hair and makeup and spo prepped early so letting people decide what they want on their wedding day is can be problematic like we're pretty flexible uh, we'll adapt on the day ideally they need to consider their haircut their style their parting all the same things that you went through um, and so what I would do is I we send photos um, I get my brides to send me photos of all of the brides um, made or the bridal party or the mother <clears throat> what the hair actually their hair actually looks like and what their inspo pictures are so not like a thousand like yours but a rough idea that's cool I like that you, yeah, really work with the people and, and their wedding party because it's really important that everyone's kind of on the same page but also relaxed on that day. You don't want to be making last-minute decisions. Like, of course, if you have to, something's changed, then, yeah, but it's nice to just have that prepped and ready, especially tips. I love those. I'm sure that everyone will um, be jotting them down and making sure that they follow them for sure. Well, I would love to move on to the most fun segment. It is the Hitch Club. <laughs> so Amy, I would love to hear from you. Any horror stories or disaster stories? The first that came to mind were two that are unrelated to hair and makeup, but they are first hand experiences that I have seen. Um and I think that they're really relevant and hopefully um, will help some people consider these things. So my um, one of them was um, there's a reason why we tell you to get the flowers out of the water with plenty of time. Now, you want to keep your flowers in the water from stopping them from wilting, but they're going to survive. It's fine. Take them out um, of the water about an hour before because I have seen a beautiful bouquet arrive, but the ribbon was a deep burgundy red <clears throat> that was wrapped around the stem. Uh, and normally those ribbons would not leak color, but this was a new ribbon arrival apparently, we, we found out. Uh, and it did, it did indeed leak red um, color. And luckily it did not get on the bride's dress, but it did get on other people's outfits, um, the people that were, yeah. So don't Gosh. get the... If you're in a bridesmaid's dress, don't go and get the water out either. So um, the other thing that can happen is um, the water itself. Quite often, like satin gowns can actually leave water marks. And then you go find someone goes, where's a hairdryer? And then we're all like, no, because you then burn the fabric and you're, you're just locking in this horrendous stain. Yeah. And when those flowers get delivered, normally they come in a sort of box or they'll have a container. You can just pour the water out of the container <laughs> while you're wearing yeah. your PJs. Don't do it while you're in a dress. Pour it out, dry it out, get some paper towels or a tea towel, dry it off really well and put it back. Like you don't have to like lie it back down. The, the flowers will still look incredible. And that 45 minutes to an hour is not going to change it. They are fresh flowers. They've been cut like they are going to die at some point, but they will still be okay. So yeah, great tip. Another dress story, actually. <laughs> uh, um, I really felt so sad for her, but she, she, my tip is make sure that your bridesmaids try on their dresses uh, like a month before the day. And obviously there's going to be times when you don't pick up the dresses to two weeks before or something like that. I get that but they need to try them on because if there's any adjustments that need to be made, they've got to be made then. 
Uh, sometimes most people just buy the dress and forget about it because they're bridesmaids. They don't think about trying on the wedding dress. Um, and th- in this case, the dress was way too small. And when they were trying to zip up the back, the bridesmaid was zipping up the back for it and really forcing it because the bridesmaid was like, it's, it'll, it's fine. It'll, it'll go on. Yeah. yeah what just happens go do is it. the entire yeah. rip, uh, zip ripped away from the fabric. So there was escaping hole. Oh. So then of course, um, I was offering advice from the other room um, so I couldn't see what was going on. And so they said, should we sew it, Amy? And I said, well, yes, if it's a little rip, you can just sew it. And while she's standing in the dress, let's just sew it up. And then I stopped what Mm. I was doing and I went into the other room. (laughs) And the rip was literally from, it was a good sort of like 30 centimetre rip. Top to bottom. And I... And I just, I had to then haste them and said, you need to go and get another dress because you can't wear this dress. And they didn't really have anything appropriate to sort of hang around her or anything like that. So top tip, make sure that that you try your dress on. Um, Yeah, and you make adjustments to it if you need to. I had two hairstyles, so I had an updo for my ceremony. And then my friend, who's my hair, who was my hairdresser, um, she took my hair down and did a glam wave. This is almost 10 years ago. And I loved it, loved it because I was such a hair down girl, but I felt pressure to wear it up for my ceremony. Um, so I did it anyway. And, um, yeah, I wouldn't I, – I, that's nothing I would change about my wedding day at all, except I would – absolutely experiment with wearing different outfits In saying that my wedding dress was not traditional so I had a short white sequined uh, wedding dress I'll see if I can find you a photo to use but yeah it's got it had shoulder pads and I had yeah. sort of quite big 60s style um stiletto shoes um and a beehive <laughs> Um, but I loved it because I was once I had my legs out of my dress I was like oh I feel like my normal self again whereas when I was all covered up in a wedding gown I just felt and I had that dress made as well everyone I had it made my lovely dad paid for that but then I sold it five years later and gave him the money back so much Amy if people want to connect with you and find out more about you and your business and your podcast where can we find you let us know your socials yeah so um I am pretty much everywhere on at Ryan Beauty Co so my website is ryanbeautyco.nz uh, and you have access to all of my services on there you'll see my wedding hair packages you will see uh, my makeup education lessons uh, there's more to come with that that's very exciting um, a long time coming um, and locally I have um, a wash and blow dry service that is literally starting tomorrow um, so I have yeah lots of other things I think the main thing is um, I just want to after being in this business for such a long time I just want to be accessible to everyone so uh, I'm on pretty much all the platforms although albeit not great on all of the platforms I'd like to be better on on some but um, it's just time, right? Absolutely. Well, I will put all of the links to um, your website and all of your socials so people can find them in the show notes um, and then also read more about it in the blog post um, and maybe jump on a computer when it's a bit easier for them and they can really go through and check it out. Well, thank you so much. It was a real pleasure talking to you and I thought of so many things 
that I just have never thought of before. So thank you for bringing them up. And I know that everyone who answered uh, asked those questions on Instagram are going to be so thankful for your in-depth answers. Um, go and listen to Amy's podcast. The link will also be in the show notes. It's incredible, especially if you were thinking about, um, yeah, prepping your skin and getting ready for that and kind of what we're a bit interested or wanting to explore a little bit more about what that kind of looks like. Um, she's got an incredible resource of information. And of course, she's so lovely and kind. So go and DM her, ask her all the questions. Um, and hopefully I'll be photographing <laughs> you and Elsie Amy there um, with some music on and some bite-sized nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Amy. You're welcome. Such a pleasure. Thank you for having me.